Sunday, everyone. You're listening to Fit to Be Tied with Whitney and Charles on 90.7 The Capstone. And Charles, how are you today? <laughs> you know, I'm doing great. It's Sunday, uh, which is always a good time. I mean, really, if it's Sunday, I'm having a good day. So yeah. it's unavoidable. Good yeah. day. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like with Sundays, you know, usually for me personally, it's kind of my chance to like wind down and kind of chill out because, you know, you've had the weekend, Saturdays are normally game days and there's, you know, events going on, but then Sunday is our chance to rest and chill. So um, if you're listening to us today and you're just tuning in and you're flipping over to 90.7 and you don't hear any emo music and you hear our voices, um, we are fit to be tied and uh, we talk about fitness and wellness and you know, not just the, you know, working outside of things or the nutrition. We just like to talk about the holistic side of wellness. Um, and sometimes that means we go off topic and we talk about random stuff. Um, sometimes that means we stay on topic. We try to entertain you guys, but at the same time, we also try to bring you a little bit of knowledge and resources around campus. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great, uh, ride so far. Um, you know, Charles, I was just thinking about this. You had sent me and uh, Dee Hansen, who's been on our show before, um, a video and about just some information about muscle soreness and muscle tears. And we already kind of know that, like, um, we, we have research, at least we thought we had some good research, on how muscle tears affect um, our delayed onset muscle soreness and how we get, uh, you know, strength gains. That video was kind of crazy that you sent us. Yeah, it's really interesting. You know, anytime I get to talk about fitness, I love mentioning the fact that like in a lot of ways, we're still in the frontier of fitness, right? Like what we know about the body is constantly changing. I mean, like 10 years ago, we all thought that uh, soreness was a result of like a lactic acid buildup in your body. And then mm -hmm. we thought, uh, well, soreness is a result of micro tears. And then we thought, well, in order to build muscle, you have to tear down you know tear down the muscle fibers in order to build them back up mm -hmm. and this recent research is basically suggesting that uh, we can build muscle we can perform protein synthesis which is just building muscle basically mm -hmm. uh, without having to completely tear the tissue down mm -hmm. uh, so it's really interesting there's a yeah. lot of implications to that research that we still don't fully understand uh, but it's just it was really interesting to learn about it's pretty cool you know i think when you get into like physiology and how um, exercise affects the body. I feel like the more technology, the more research we have and like nowadays, I feel like with fitness, it used to be a very small group of people. I feel like that was in this type of field. And I think now, even in the department of kinesiology on campus and the majors that they have, I mean, the programs are growing. And so I feel like the more people that are in the field and, and coming up with, you know, ideas that they want to, you know, research a little bit more on like why something works the way it does. The one thing I hope that never changes would be biomechanics. I don't think that could ever change. I feel like that's pretty set in stone of, you know, how the body moves, but I mean, who knows, maybe we are learning something different every day about it. I don't know. <laughs> You're right. I hope not. I, I guess that's an important part of our job is to try to stay on your toes and keep yeah. up with what's changing because it's, it's always changing. I feel like I learn something new every week and got to adjust and adapt accordingly. 
That's right. You know, um, we do have a, a really good show for you guys today, and we are going to be talking more about wellness opportunities on campus. And we are segueing a little bit. We will talk a little fitness in there, a little nutrition, but at the same time, you know, wellness, as we always, you know, mention to you guys, is holistic, and there's lots of ways to get involved and to get well. So, on that note, um, we are going to take a break. So we'll catch you on the other side. You're listening to Fit to Be Tied on 90.7 The Capstone. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA. Welcome back to Fit to be Tied on 90.7 The Capstone this lovely Sunday afternoon. And thank you, Tuscaloosa community, uh, for listening to us. Hopefully you don't turn us off because I think we're pretty rad and cool. Um, and we always have some really good <laughs> information for you guys. And just to recap, my name is Whitney. And um, I sometimes forget to tell you guys this, but I'm over at the rec center and I um, manage fitness services, but I don't do it alone. I have Charles and Dee who really do all the really hard work of keeping everybody <laughs> in line and, and keeping everybody on their toes. But uh, we do have a special guest with um, us today, uh, Ashley Bowman, who is um, program coordinator for wellness and work-life balance. So Ashley, thank you for being on our show and welcome. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This is my big radio debut, so I'm really excited. Uh, I told my boss, Carolyn, that she might lose me soon. I might be discovered from this show. I may become the new uh, the new voice of wellness on the radio, so I'm excited. That's true. And, and you know, I asked you during the break, um, I, for some reason I had thought you'd been on our show before, but then you told me, no, I haven't. Carolyn's been on our show before, um, and I think that was maybe a year ago, and she was able to talk about some programs that we had. But uh, Ashley, you know, Charles and I, we, we both know you. Me and you are really good friends. Um, you work with Charles um, with a lot of collaborations with um, Wellness and Work-Life Balance. Um, but tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you do in your position, how you got there, and just, you know, who's Ashley? <laughs> well, that is an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> let me dive right in. So who is Ashley? Uh, I'll begin in 1991. It was a <laughs> warm. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but really, I am the, like you said, I am the program coordinator for wellness and work life. I've actually held this role for less than a year. I began in January. So I got about six good weeks of in-person, in-office work where I was learning before COVID hit and we've mm. been working for home and everything for everyone changed really radically. So I'm still learning in this position, but I've been involved with Wellbama, with the University of Alabama for about five years now. So I do know a lot about the programs and I'm excited to share a little bit about that with you guys. Uh, to give you a background on me professionally and academically, I just recently finished my master's degree in health studies. So that's very exciting. I've been working toward that for the past couple of years. Like you mentioned, Whitney, I've worked uh, at University Recreation for a while now, about four years as a group fitness instructor. So I'm certified for group fitness. I'm certified for yoga. I'm working on becoming a certified health education specialist and also as a personal trainer. So I would say fitness and wellness, definitely a huge passion of mine and, and something that's become a big part of my life in the past five years. You know, it's interesting because when I met you, I believe it was at the Aquatic Center. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
but I believe it was mm-hmm. at the aquatic center when we saw had fitness classes over there, which by the way, guys, aquatic center is open for lap swimming. I'm going to put that plug in there. You can register for your lane and I'm done. Um, so I remember meeting you because we had classes over at um, the aquatic center and I think it was maybe yoga or something. And like at the time I was coordinator of group exercise. So my sole role, I did, I do what D does now. And I, I, or yeah, I did what D does or whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's Sunday. No one thinks on Sunday anyway. Um, and I remember I was always like looking and recruiting and that was one of the big ways that I got people to join our staff is when I would take, take classes, I would see people that would move well or that would attend a lot. And I was like, Oh, they're pretty like into this. I'm going to approach them and never forget approaching you. And I was like, Hey, have you ever thought about teaching yoga? And you're like, you look behind you and you're like, who me? <laughs> you remember that? That is absolutely true. Yes, I do remember that very vividly. I think I was, um, I have a tendency to smile and laugh when I get terrified and really nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I did that with you. I think I was uh, just shocked. I had been doing yoga uh, consistently for about six months. It was not long after I'd started at the university and it, it had never in my life occurred to me that I could help other people in that way that I could teach fitness or know enough about it to be beneficial to someone else. So, but I have to say that that one interaction with you started me on this journey that's changed my professional and personal life in so many ways. And so thank you for that. I don't know if I ever told you. (laughs) Thank you, but I I do appreciate that. Warm fuzzies all around. But, you know, I mean, I think that that's a good segue to, to thinking about you know, why, why you got into this field. And I know you said it was just that one little thing of me, you know, saying that to you, but that kind of, I mean, that can snowball. And obviously it did for you. And I'm thinking about other people I've had interactions with Charles, I know your story and just how you got into fitness, but you know, getting into wellness, I know you did things before um, you were in, you were at Tuscaloosa news before the university. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So you went from would journalism. You say, journalism yeah. to that was, my, that was actually my bachelor's degree. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, you know, the opportunities that are out there for people and, you know, thinking that, you know, we're not always just kind of, I don't want to say stuck, but in the same type of position that we've always been in, we can, we have the opportunity to kind of move and grow. And that's what's so cool about the university. I think you're given a lot of ways to kind of see different fields and see different things. So that's been a crazy ride. Absolutely. And you're right. It has been, it was something that started very small for me, just with regular exercise. A coworker invited me to the aquatic center. I thought I'd give it a try. And you're absolutely right. It snowballed in my life into something much bigger than I ever thought it would be. So I would just encourage anyone out there who's listening, who thinks that they want to make a change in their life, or especially if you think you can't, I want to tell you there's no such thing as the word can't when it comes to making positive changes in your life. And all it takes is just that one little moment like what I had to change something completely, you know, for your future. So I think you made a, a great point there, spot on. It's never so too late. Actually, actually, I'm curious. So like, you know, I'm thinking back to like that point for me when it was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to actually do, not just on the side, but I actually want to do this as a career. Was there like a specific point that was like, yes, this is what I want to do. Not that, oh, this is my first time doing exercise, but I've done it. I like it. I can actually see myself doing this. Was that, was there a point specifically that really triggered that for you? That's a great question, Charles. And I think for me, it was something that 
developed slowly over time. I began a personal wellness journey where I lost about 20 to 25 pounds through exercise and through diet. I got more involved in the fitness world. I began teaching. So that whole process took a couple of years. And when I began to think about higher education, to think about my future and, and where I wanted my career to go at the time, I was in a job that you know, I somewhat enjoyed and I really loved the people that I worked with, but I knew it wasn't my long-term career for my future. And so when I began to think about that, I wanted, I thought about the things that I was passionate about, the things that I enjoyed doing and learning about. And for me, fitness and wellness was that thing. That was the thing that I felt the most passionate about that I could see myself doing for the rest of my life. And I wanted to help people in the way that I was helped in, in my fitness journey, losing weight or just getting healthier. So yeah, helping people was definitely a big motivator. And that's kind of how I arrived at the decision to uh, get my master's degree in health studies, which of course was wonderful working at the university. I could do it virtually for free, taking one or two classes at a time. And I would encourage anyone again to try that. That's another change you can make in your life. Use the education benefits that we have here at UA. We have lots of benefits from working here. So yeah, for me, it was more of a, a slow journey. But once I arrived at that point, I knew right away. I think that's, you know, a great plug, <laughs> honestly, for anybody that's listening, if you're a student or a faculty staff and faculty staff, hopefully you do know about the educational benefit that is given to you. Um, I would check it out on HR's website, get some more information about it. Even just taking a class, I think is great. Um, even if you're not looking to actually get a master's degree or PhD or whatever it is, but just finding something that you could do, especially during, you know, we're still in this pandemic and we're still working kind of in this virtual, half virtual world. Now we're getting more in person. And so it does give you a little bit more time and flexibility to do these classes. And I know Charles, you're working on your master's and, you know, that's been great for you and having the balance. So I would encourage, even if your students listening, and I always say this to our student listeners, because I wish I was told this as a student, you know, think about when you're looking for jobs moving forward, think about the benefits and the opportunities that that employer has. And so we'll talk more about that when we come back from our break about how the university gives us these wellness opportunities um, so that we can be well and work together and healthy. And it's just really great things. So on that note, we are going to take a quick break and we'll catch you right after you're listening to Fit to Be Tied on 90.7 The Capstone. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA. Welcome back. You're listening to Fit to be Tied, Charles and Whitney. And today's topic is wellness and work-life balance. And who better to join us and talk about this than the coordinator here at UA for wellness and work-life. Uh, so our guest, Ashley Bowman, here to tell us a little bit about that. So Ashley, I'm curious, can, can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the programs and things that you guys offer here at UA uh, to help promote work-life balance? Absolutely, Charles. Thanks so much. So one of the biggest things that we've had to do and which I think someone something that everybody's had to do is adapt to the current situation. So with everything that's going on, Whitney, you mentioned before the break how we're all at home, everything is virtual. How can we adapt our programming in ways that still allow our employees to have the benefits of seeking wellness and work-life balance in their lives while offering them, you know, an amount of safety, 
um, accessibility and everything like that. So with our programs, um, I'll just mention very briefly, we do actually have next week uh, one of our annual events, Quad in Motion, which is encouraging exercise at UA for an entire day. So we're asking everyone to register to come out and just take a lap around the quad, participate in our walking activity, get a free t-shirt. Basically, we want to encourage everyone to get outside, enjoy the weather, start moving. Um, that's a lot of what we do actually with all of our programs is encouraging people to make positive decisions. And it's not about making major or radical changes in your life. It's about making small daily choices that lead you one step at a time to better health outcomes. And we have a lot of programs and a lot of events that are designed to help with that. So Quad Emotion is one of them. It's on Wednesday, October 28th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So we just really love to see everyone come out and, and say hi from a safe social distance while wearing your mask, of course. Um, but yeah. I think, um, you know, talking about things looking a little different, you know, in years past, Quad Emotion has it's been the quad literally in motion because that's the whole point is we're trying to get people to walk around the quad. But in years past, we've had tents set up and I remember like fitness and the rec center, we always have our tent set up and we're always doing like a cool grip strength test, which we cannot do that now because we'd have to spend a lot of money on hand sanitizer and then wipes and all that stuff and people really close to each other. So, you know, we're avoiding that type of thing. Um, and then we've also have, I remember like having blue cross blue shield there. I remember they had their little arch that you'd have to, that was always funny because it would like almost blow away. And I remember like, like trying to help them pin it down, you know, and then also the flu shots. I know that um, getting your flu shot was always a big thing on uh, the quad for quad motion because you could just walk over the nursing students with pop you with the needle, put a cool bandaid on you and you were done. So um, if somebody wants to get their flu shot on campus, do you know the locations that they could go or a, or a resource or a website or somewhere that they could look that up? Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up. We are still doing the flu shots at Quad in Motion. They'll have oh. their own tent right next to our Quad in Motion tent. Uh, because we're outside, we are allowed to do all of these things. Uh, we're not going to be inside so we can be as socially distanced as humanly possible. Mm. So that is one location for the flu shots, and that's a big push. All of our health screening locations for Wellbama are also going to have the flu shot people there giving free flu shots to students and faculty staff. And of course, you can always just go into the faculty staff clinic to get your free flu shot there as well. And I will say we only have a couple of our health screenings left. So we have uh, two. We have one on November 3rd at Russell Hall and then one at the Capstone College of Nursing on November 5th. Mm -hmm. And a reminder for everybody who doesn't know, you do get a free $50 Visa gift card just for attending, letting, letting us collect a little bit of health data, and then speaking with someone afterwards about your results. So again, free $50. Just want to throw that out there. That's usually a big incentive for everybody to come out and join us. I'm not going to lie. That is my 100% incentive. And I'm just going to totally <laughs> say it out there on the radio. The fitness girl is mm -hmm. her incentive is money to, um, you know, go get a health screening. Cause that's not something like, I mean, we always like, like we need checkups. Like everybody needs to go to doctor. Everybody needs to get checkups, but like, I just don't ever really want to do it. And so that's how I found out I had high cholesterol. And here I am the vegetarian who barely eats any meat products. And I was like, what the heck, man, I have high cholesterol. Come to find out it was genetic. And there wasn't like a ton I could really do. Cause I was already doing as much as I could. And so that was an eye opening thing. So 
you know, those of you that are kind of like me and you're like, money's your incentive, get your $50 or get your gift card and go to your health screening. And it really doesn't take that long. And, you know, what kind of things do they do in the health screening? Because I know for me, I kind of wanted to know before going in, like what was involved. Sure. And that's another one of our processes that has changed because of COVID. We have made a lot of adaptations to the process with health and safety. So it's actually even faster and more convenient for everybody, especially if you're coming to us during your normal work day. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead of being inside, like I said, we're primarily going to be outside the location to allow for social distancing. We have you pre-register beforehand. We're trying to take fewer walk-ins. Uh, The first step of the process, we walk you through, we do uh, everybody's favorite part. We do have to have you step on the scale for your weight measurement, but again, it has no bearing on how much money you get. So I always tell people when they kind of cringe or they don't want to look, I say, hey, just think about it. You're getting $50 just for standing here in one spot for about 10 seconds. So it's it's not that bad. Uh, We do collect data like that we get your height weight we take your blood pressure so we have you sit and you know we put the cuff around your arm we do a quick blood pressure check and then a little finger stick at the end i have had a lot of people ask if they get the full iv treatment how much blood we need no it's just a tiny little finger stick you'll hardly even feel it Uh, when we get data from that including cholesterol like you mentioned whitney as Mm -hmm. well as blood sugar triglycerides and all that good stuff yeah You know, like I said, money is such an incentive. So when you think about, um, you know, you get your health screening and then there's other components that you have to do because if you complete those other components at the end of the year, you get another $50. Is that correct? That is 100% correct. All you have to do is $100. That's right. $100. Come on now. Yeah. Can't beat it. That's for sure. And just all you have to do to get that extra $50 is participate in a wellness class and complete one of our programs. And we have tons of options for that. Uh, Even at the end of the year, we still have two more opportunities for you to complete a program and everything is online this year. So you literally don't have to leave your house or your office or wherever you are in order to participate and to get everything done. So the, all that information can be found on our website, wellness at UA, excuse me, wellness.ua.edu. And of course you can sign up on your wellness portal, which is also available from our website. So I do want to quickly plug just one of our programs that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. We have Sleep More, Stress Less, which is, I think, an even bigger deal than it has been. I would say this is unprecedented. Um, Absolutely. We have so much going on that is causing stress in people's lives. A lot of us are losing sleep, myself included. So I'll be participating in this program uh, just to learn more about it. But it's a five-week program. Uh, We have virtual meetings with sleep and mental health experts that guide you through, teach you more about the science behind it, and then help you adapt those things in your life to basically get better rest, to help you feel better, and also to improve your mental health and well-being. I feel like... I mean, I think rest is great. I think sleep is great. I wouldn't say I always felt like that. I think when I was younger and more in my 20s, obviously when I was in college, I never really got adequate sleep, which I think most college kids really don't. But as I've gotten older, I really value sleep and rest. And from an exercise standpoint, we know now, and Charles, you can 
chime in if you have any info on this, but like, I know, like, we know that rest is super important and even major athletes are trying to have adequate amount of sleep more so than ever before, because we know that that's what helps repair the body, um, physically, mentally. And, um, it is just so important. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's interesting. Like if, if you don't get enough rest, it has a huge impact on just about everything, your cognitive function, your ability to think clearly. Uh, it also helps with like removing stress hormones from your body. So when you don't sleep enough, uh, you have a lot more stress hormones, which makes it tougher to lose weight. It makes it harder to gain muscle. Um, sleep has a huge impact. And, and like you said, I mean, this is something that I've really only recently learned to value and appreciate. Uh, and I love that you guys are offering that. I think that's just an awesome uh, aspect to add to that wellness wheel, right? Of not just focusing on fitness or, or nutrition, but other important things like mental health and sleep. That's so crucial. I think that's, you know, a great segue to another break. <laughs> um, and we can talk more about rest on the other side. But uh, you're listening to Fit to be Tied with Whitney and Charles on 98.7 The Capstone. And we'll catch you right after. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA. You're listening to Fit to be Tied with Charles and Whitney, and we are continuing this discussion on wellness and work-life balance. Uh, so again, we have Ashley Bowman joining us today to help talk about some of the things that we offer here at UA. So Ashley, uh, tell us a little more about some of the other programs that you have going on. Absolutely. So like I was saying, we have lots of programs throughout the year, everything addressing issues from nutrition to stress. Uh, we have wellness classes on cardiovascular health, on aging, just about everything that you can think of. Um, later in the year, our pro- we do have fewer programs, but we still have plenty of opportunities for everyone to get involved. So next week, starting uh, actually this week on Wednesday, October 28th, the same day we have Quad in Motion, we are starting our next Move Spring Challenge, which is an activity platform. It syncs with your Apple Watch, your Fitbit device, your Garmin device, and tracks your steps. Uh, So we're asking you to choose a step, a daily step goal or an activity minutes goal, and we'll be awarding 10 lucky winners. We'll get a free Thanksgiving turkey for completing with their challenge. That's right. So we're calling a trot for your turkey perfectly just in time for Thanksgiving. We're really excited about that program. That's awesome. That That's such a, have, have y'all done that before with the turkey or is this new? We have done it, I believe once before. Okay. Okay. Because it did. I couldn't remember when you said it, my ears kind of perked up and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Cause you know, a Thanksgiving dinner and turkey and all that stuff definitely adds up. So, I mean, there's some uh, practice your physical wellness as well as financial wellness. <laughs> yeah, Whitney, I, <laughs> Whitney, I know you said that uh, money motivates you, but I don't know. Something about getting food kind of motivates me. I think that'd be pretty great. <laughs> Look, I'm only motivated by ramen noodles. I, that is my disclaimer, ice cream and ramen noodles. And we don't even need Sheena on right now because she'd probably roll her eyes at me like, Whitney, those have zero nutritional value. I'm like, I know, but they taste so good. Anyway, I told you we get off subject on this show sometimes. <laughs> um, well, I think part of the work-life balance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, um, these incentives are great. And I know with wellness programs, it, it's kind of crazy to think that we have to have incentives because in the wellness world, especially like the three of us talking right now, we know that 
fitness and wellness and nutrition, <laughs> minus my ramen noodles, um, are, are very important to us because of the field that we have chosen to go into. And sometimes it's hard for us to get others to see that. And, you know, Charles and actually you guys are aware, and, and actually we even talked about this the other day about um, our theories of change and our health belief model and like trying to get people to comply to exercise. And I know that, you know, with you guys, incentive is always going to be a huge thing in the wellness world. Even myself, I even told, I even confessed, like, give me money and I'll do it. I'm fine. You know, but it's, have, have, have you found any other ways to incentivize or thoughts that maybe aren't including money or are people seem to be just coming because, you know, they, they want the money or like, have you seen any changes or any, you know, behavior changes with this? We have actually. So for most people, I have to say a majority of people, they do come for the money, but I have actually encountered several people. I'm describing our process and saying, yes, you'll get your gift card delivered to your email. It's digital this year. And they go, I get a gift card for doing this. And I'm like, yes. So you just came. A lot of these people just come because they're curious about their health. They're curious about their numbers. And a lot of people that I've spoken to have actually made real change. They, they're telling me about their weight loss that they've experienced, all of these new things that they're doing to improve their health outcomes. So money is a big motivator, but we do, we do that hopefully to incentivize people once they start to feel better, once they kind of have an idea of where they are, it might encourage them to actually make positive changes. So that's what we're hoping to do is inspire them to do better. I would say that's the same for us in our programming over at the rec center. Um, to be honest, we don't really have an incentive for like group exercise classes. There's nothing like, Hey, sign up for this class or whatever. The incentive that I see for group exercise specifically is the fact that it is free and it isn't costing anybody anything um, obviously, if you're a community member of faculty staff, you do need to pay for membership to the rec center, but that rate's actually pretty cheap, and we've redone our rates over the past year to include all three of our facilities, so you have a little bit more flexibility between, but you know, our classes are free, um, and that is either a big deterrent because sometimes people like with our personal training program and, and Pilates Reformer, if they pay money, that's their incentive to actually go. But then there's others that are thinking, well, I have this free service that I may never get ever again when I leave the university. I need to take advantage of that. And Charles, I'm curious with you, with personal training, if there are any other types of incentives that you've noticed with your clients um, or our patrons at the rec center? Yeah, so you kind of hit it on the head there with the, the money, but the investment of it. In a lot of ways, I feel like that's a really good uh, motivator because it's like, okay, now I'm invested. I've got to spend something on this. Uh, and that alone uh, helps motivate people, really. You hear a lot about different programs and gyms that will uh, have people put up money as like collateral for some transformation challenge. And it's a surprisingly good motivating factor. Yeah. Because uh, for a lot of people, they don't want to lose that money, right? So. That's mm -hmm. definitely a good motivator. Um, I would say another one that I feel like is really good for people is uh, it's hard to say it's, it's a motivator in that like you don't really realize it until you experience it, but it's the sense of community that you get from uh, programming, from, you know, everything from what, you know, UA offers through health promotion wellness to, to at the rec center is building that community. I feel like that's a really important motivator when, you know, nothing else seems to motivate you. You don't feel like going into the gym, but then you know you're going to see those same people that are always there and put a smile on your face. There's something about the community aspect that I feel is just really crucial in long-term success and continual motivation. 
And I think too, you know, because of the pandemic and because everything is virtual now, we have lost a little bit of that community. In fact, probably a lot of it. Um, I know at the rec center, we're slowly kind of getting back to a normal type of pace. I know with um, wellness, we're still doing virtual webinars and things like that. And so we are still trying to keep people in that community. I think it'll get better at some point, but I do think Charles, that's a really good point because you know, for me, I, I took Ashley's class last week. She taught total body training, so a full body strength class. And I ha- I've been teaching, but I haven't actually gone in myself to take a class. And by just going into the studio for one class, it totally, it, it gave me a sense of motivation. I felt positive. I know, Charles, you've been going into the training studio. And when I see, when I walk by and I see the other trainers there um, working out around each other, obviously keeping distance, we have to wear face masks, which is fine. We're dealing with it. Um, that has created a a more positive impact, at least for me. And so I'm curious, you guys personally, how are y'all staying motivated and um, continuing to make healthy life choices? Because it is very different now. I mean, we're having to find new ways. So Ashley, I'll start with you. What, What are some things that you're doing personally to keep you on track? Well, like you mentioned, things are just now starting to get back to normal at the rec center. We do have live group exercise classes now that are in person. All the facilities are open. But for a long time over the summer, that wasn't the case. Mm. And as someone who was at the time probably working out at least once, maybe twice a day, it was very, it was jarring, honestly, to go to having having nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I started doing, uh, of course, there's all sorts of resources on the internet as far as, you know, YouTube workout videos and things like that. But for me, getting outside and getting that fresh air, feeling like I wasn't cooped up or trapped, um, and it, it was hot. Don't let me, you know, fool you. It was, it was rough over the summer, but taking more walks outside, exercising outside. Um, Charles, I really enjoyed the videos that you had on University Recreation's YouTube channel about using everyday household objects to do your workouts, getting creative. That's been the biggest thing and and having some motivation. Even if I'm doing a virtual workout where I'm just zooming in with someone else, uh, doing your yoga class, Whitney, or working out with my friends. Um, Yeah, having that sense of community and and just getting creative with the opportunities that are all around us. Mm. Yeah, Charles, what about you? How have you stayed, stayed motivated? So, you know, for me, I, I, I love to just learn stuff. I, I, you know, I've said it before. I'm a nerd about this stuff. I love it. So for me, what keeps me motivated is finding stuff new to learn about. And like, oh, I'll read about this exercise or I'll read about this protocol and, and what it does. And then I'll go out and do it. And so for that, for me, it's, it's learning more about exercise uh, and, and honestly, I, I found that is the case with most people that the more they learn about what they're doing, the more they enjoy it and the more they want to do it. Um, I, I feel like the hardest part about starting a fitness program is you don't know all the benefits that you get out of it. You don't know what all it's going to do. And once you learn that, it really changes things. So for me, it's, it's the educational component. The more I learn, the more I enjoy it. And it does definitely keep me interested and involved uh, for sure. I think that's great. And we, you know, as a whole at University Recreation and on campus, we want everybody to feel um, like they have the resources. So, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on. And we'd love to have you, of course, again, come on and talk about maybe our spring programs that are happening. But thanks for your time and just for being willing to be here. Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, this I'm considering this to be my big break. So next time you might actually have to pay me once I become like a big deal. But yeah. I'll remember- 
<laughs> I'll remember all the little that signature. Yeah, <laughs> the autograph. Or you gotta just make some money off that. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Get them while you can. It's gonna that's be a hot right. All right, guys, well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll close it out for your Sunday afternoon. You're listening to Fits Be Tie with Charles and Whitney on 90.7 The Capstone. The Capstone, 90.7 FM, WVUA. Hey, friends. Thanks for listening to our show today. And um, Charles, I have just been reminded of all the great wellness resources and opportunities that our lovely campus has. What about you? Yeah, you know, I just talked about how learning stuff motivates me. And this just helped motivate me to be a little bit better about some of those other things, the work-life balance and wellness, and getting more involved with that stuff myself. So uh, for sure, it was a good time. I'm glad we did it. It's funny. Um, I, I know that wellness, um, I'm, I'm always going to refer to them as wellness because it's just easy for me to just say wellness, you know, faculty staff wellness. But the new term um, work-life balance is sort of new. It has kind of uh, been worked in over the past uh, year or so. And I think that's super important. And the timing was perfect, especially for where we are, because you know, when you go to work from eight to five or nine to five or whatever your schedule is, you have work and you go and that is time throughout your day that you are legitly working. And then when you leave, I have no problem turning it off, silencing my team's messages, checking email the next day. I don't have a problem with that. But now I've noticed because my day is, I'm mostly working from home for the most part now. Um, it's hard to turn that off. And now I find myself looking at emails at night before I go to bed. I'm like, Whitney, get it together. It's you're not, you're not having to work. Have you found that as well, Charles? Yeah. I don't know if it's just a part of my personality, but I've, I feel like I've been like that a long time. It's definitely been exasperated by the, the, you know, kind of hybrid schedule that we work now. Uh, It's definitely a lot harder to put the phone down. Uh, I have like this setting on my phone. I found that, silences all notifications after a certain time and I realize I need that because if I see an email from a trainer or something I feel like I got to look at it right then and there Mm -hmm. Um, so it's it's definitely been an adjustment to try to develop that balance and know when it's okay to just turn it off yeah and I think that's like just for our listeners and everybody even I'm saying this for myself is knowing that it's okay to turn it off is perfect maybe we need to get shirts that say that exactly like maybe have like the power button we should give ashley this idea for wellness have the power button and on the back of the shirt knowing when to turn it off because now this this is our new normal i hate saying new normal in fact i'm not even gonna say new normal this is just how life is this is how um our work is is now this is how we um communicate with people it's 24 7 you're on um ashley and i went for a walk the other day and i was checking uh, this was like close to close like ending time and i was thinking oh let me check one more time and i'm thinking what difference does it make if i check this email right now when i can wait till the next morning and you know I feel like personally, and Charles, I don't know how you feel about this. When we use like things like Slack or Jabber or Microsoft Teams, those those types of messaging programs, I think they're helpful because you can talk very, very quick one-on-one or in groups to people. But in my opinion, email 
is maybe give it a little bit more time to respond, which is what I'm personally trying to do. Instead of firing off at an email thinking I got to clear my inbox really quickly, I'll look at it and then I'll kind of like think about my response and like have it in my head and then respond later within a, a good window of time, obviously. But do you find a balance in that? Yeah, I would say so for sure. I, I actually appreciate that we've started using like teams and all mm -hmm. these things now because it, it does, it, it kind of gives you a, an outlet for those quick conversations. If I need something fast, I'm just going to say it. Someone can yeah. respond. And then when it comes to email, you have, I feel like you have a little bit more leeway there. Mm -hmm. So it is really nice. I, I yeah. think, um, I feel like, you know, obviously the pandemic's not a great thing to happen, but I feel like a lot of good things have come out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, just technology wise and just, you know, maybe health habits, stuff like that. I feel like a lot of good things have come out of this. Yeah. And that's one of them for sure. Yeah. I think that's a great attitude to have, and especially in our field and what Ashley does and just the whole wellness. We want positivity because we don't like, I mean, negative things happen and we understand that and we see it, but we want to bring positivity to all types of situations. So um, I think that's a great way to uh, sort of end our show for today on the big positive note that we're all in this together. And I think we've been doing a pretty good job so far. Yeah, so far, so good. So far, so good. I will say next week, friends, we do have a guest on our show from the Office of Student Involvement talking more about programs and students and um, the types of things that you're allowed to do now under the uh, blanket of COVID regulations and policies and all that jazz. So anyway, uh, you've been listening to Fit to be Tied with Charles and Whitney, and we will catch you next Sunday. Have a great weekend.